This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. The city is on the hook for tens of millions of dollars in unanticipated transit costs. We learned this yesterday afternoon with the release of a report that details a proposed cost-sharing deal between the municipality and the province for $11.4 billion worth of transit projects. Mayor John Tory may be unable to pay for his share of this, for our share of this, without Uh, breaking his pledge not to raise property taxes. Or maybe he could just institute some new levies that are not called taxes. What I said during the course of the election campaign is we would not raise property taxes to build SmartTrack. And in the report yesterday, people conveniently left out the fact that while it made reference to the possibility that you could increase property taxes, it also said that there could be other revenue streams needed, or at least uh, that that could be uh, uh, developed uh, to pay our share. And that is precisely why about two or three weeks from now, we will be having a debate at the City Hall, which I initiated, to talk about those other revenue streams that will pay for transit and housing. Okay, so so here's what's happening. It's going to be two or three weeks before they get to talk to about how to pay for this. But Toronto's executive committee is having an emergency meeting later this afternoon. And after this meeting, city council will be asked to approve the agreement with the province a week from today, because that's the deadline, apparently. And all this is happening before we know how how this is going to be paid for. Uh, what the mayor is hinting at is something that we have talked about here on this show before. Uh, they call it revenue tools, all kinds of fees and taxes that aren't called taxes. Uh, so what does that mean for small business? What does that mean for your bottom line? We want to hear from you. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 740 And right now, I'm going to talk to Julie Kwasinski, the Director of Provincial Affairs for the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Welcome, Julie. Well, thank you for having me on your show, Libby. We appreciate the opportunity. Well, um, thanks for being here. So uh, are you prepared for revenue tools? Uh, do you have any sense of what might happen here? We have no sense whatsoever. Um, we've been hearing and seeing things in the media, different kinds of taxes, Um, Even there's a parking tax versus a parking sales tax. Um, The KPMG report identified 12 different kinds of taxes. So we're not sure what's going to happen. But at this stage, the executive committee is meeting today at 1 o'clock. We hope Mayor Tory and the rest of his team see the wisdom of this and realize that some of these quote-unquote revenue tools are devastating to small business, including the parking 
parking tax. Okay, so uh, I think we have to remind people exactly what these things are. Now, the um, the mother load, the one that could possibly bring in the most revenue is the parking tax where every business from your dry cleaner that's got two spots next to the shop to Yorkdale Mall would have to pay a tax. They're talking about a, a couple of bucks per day for each spot. Something like that would be a tax on the parking spots and that could raise a huge amount of money. What what do you make of that possibility? Well, that's very true, Libby. That is Here's the problem with that. You're shouldering, you're asking the commercial sector to shoulder the entire burden. Right. And if you're charging them whatever it is, $2, $1.50 for every paid and unpaid parking spot in the city every day, and on top of the other burdens that small businesses are already incurring, everything from hydro rates, drowning in hydro bills, to a potential CPP expansion down the road, this is just too much to expect Ontario's job creators, the people who create the lion's share of jobs in this province, to bear. It's too much. It's asking for too much. Let's let's go through some of these other uh, revenue tools that are on the table. Uh, there's talk about a hotel tax. Uh, the thing about that is that it wouldn't really raise very much money. No, that's our understanding. And the other thing, too, obviously a hotel tax, if you're the mayor, you're probably thinking, well, this isn't going to affect people in their pockets at home. So it may be more palatable. However, we would question if it affects tourism, less people visiting means less money spent at small and other businesses. So that would be our concern with that tax. And I think it's the whole issue. If we bring this full circle, why are we looking at taxes? Why aren't we talking about other alternatives? Taxation is always the easiest way out of a financial predicament. We would ask the city if they've explored all other alternatives. Have they looked at identifying savings within? Have they looked at value for money audits of current programs? Are they looking to see if they have any change in their own couch before they're looking to revenue or taxation tools? And I love that term revenue tool. A tax is a tax is a tax. There's no other way around it. Um, right. So, but 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 let's let's just go through uh, some of these options uh, for a revenue tool. So they're talking about uh, more uh, alcoholic beverage tax. Well, there already are a lot of taxes on alcoholic beverages. Um, Absolutely. Uh, entertainment and amusement tax. That even sounds amusing. Pardon the pun. <laughs> Um, and there's already taxes on that motor vehicle ownership registration tax. Do you that really is a tax, isn't it? There? Pardon? I'm questioning whether they really want to go back to revisit to, to do the sequel to the vehicle registration tax. Wasn't that the one that Mayor, the previous Mayor Ford, canceled? Uh, that's right. I, yeah. I believe he practically won an election on that. Exactly. So the question is, do you want to do a sequel of that movie? I wonder. And, I question and that. Road taxes. Uh, I mean, everywhere you turn. Libby, you have to ask yourself, what's next? Is there going to be a breathing tax? Okay, well, yeah, I guess, I guess what it comes down to is uh, if transit has not been built in this city for a long time 
And um, Mayor Tory has said, you know, if we, we've got to get this done and we ha- have to understand that it costs money. I mean, the things that you've been talking about, I, I think the consensus is that all the fat uh, has been cut and there wasn't really a gravy train. Uh, do you disagree with that? Well, I would like to see the evidence that the city has recently explored all of those options before putting these other options on the table. I have personally not seen any evidence. If somebody has some, we would love to see it. Okay. um, Let's go to the phones. Let's take a call from Bob in Etobicoke. Hello, Bob. Whoa, how are you? Fine, how are you? I've been listening, and I don't know whether people realize that there is a parking tax. I think it used to be $2 a square foot for whatever area of parking you had, indoor or outdoor. So the city is getting revenue from parking. But my view of the taxes is the city should only be allowed to charge one tax. That's municipal tax and school tax. My view is this. They should raise the taxes. And I live in Toronto, so I pay tax. I right. Have two par- I have two condos. Raise the taxes on residential only, not business, not commercial, 10%, right off the get-go. Bang. The reason we're in the trouble is Toronto taxes have always been too low. So like you go to Mississauga, you pay a lot more taxes. You go to places where you have no services whatsoever. You have no libraries, you have nothing. And you pay a lot more taxes than you do in Toronto. That that is, you know, that's that's a very good point. We are uh, we do pay less taxes. One of the um, arguments or reasonings for that is that is that you know the infrastructure that we do have, uh, you know, was paid for a long time ago. And you know, on the line we have Julie Kwasinski from the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, and she'd be very happy to tell you that business tax is much higher than residential tax. It's too high, much too high. That's why if you look at, like I live on 427 Highway in Bermondsey, and at one time you used to have a rush hour in the morning, and it was backed up on 427 going downtown to go to work. Now it's backed up going the other way, going to Mrs. Target for jobs. The city is making a mistake where they're allowing people to buy industrial and commercial properties and build condos on them, and the taxes on the condos, and I pay tax. I live in Toronto, and I don't mind. I Like, I live in a 1,000-square-foot condo, and I pay $1,200 tax a year. Is it really fair? No. But I don't want to be paying nickel and dime tax. I think that I should be paying 10% more. If I pay an extra 100 bucks, is it going to kill me? No. Uh, you see, the problem is the taxes... We're too low for too long, and uh, but but it's it's difficult politically. Julia, what do you think yeah. about what Bob is saying? Well, let me first commend Bob for his generosity, <laughs> offering to pay a ten percent increase in taxes. <laughs> so I commend Bob for that. But unfortunately, I would argue that most people would not be as generous as our good friend Bob on the line. And my, interest, sorry, in, Bob. In my view. They're going to pay it anyway. They're going to pay it in this tax or that tax or some other tax. It's driving business away. It's mm-hmm. driving um, commercial spaces away. 
You know, you you make a a very good point, Bob. It's it's uh, the getting nickel nickel and dimed and mm-hmm. and paying it it one way or another. But the the sad fact is that in terms of optics and getting reelected and all that, uh, property tax seems to be the the thing. Well, yes and no, but I mean, you got to do it. You eventually have to bite the bullet, and that's the way it is. And as long as they keep doing this, they're never going to have money. And the only revenue that is there, if Toronto wants decent streets, Toronto wants decent transportation, Toronto should pay for it in the taxes. Okay, Bob, thank you very much for that. (laughs) Thank you very much, Kate. Bye-bye. Okay, well, people, um, you know, let me know if you agree with Bob uh, or if you disagree with Bob. I bet a lot of people disagree with Bob. Uh, The numbers to call, 416-360-0740 or toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And, uh, Julie, I guess uh, from your point of view, if only it... It were that simple. Exactly. And, of course, we recognize that you have to find money to pay for these things. And, of course, transit needs to be upgraded. That's not what's at issue here. It's how it should be paid for. And I think this puts in perspective the need for long-term planning and in association with that, not just the planning, but the planning for how you're going to pay for it has to go alongside with that. We see a lot of long-term planning, but not long-term planning on the financial end, unfortunately. And interestingly, I've been reading through the agenda for this meeting at 1 o'clock, and it looks like the overall tax increase, if it were to be gone for by the executive committee could be as high as 2.23%. Well, that's, that's not very much more than the rate of inflation. That's the other thing. No. Now, before I went on the call, just for fun, I looked at what the rate of inflation is right now. I realized that we won't know the final rate till year end. It's 1.8% for Ontario and 1.3% for Canada. So not much higher, but I think, Libby, it becomes for us an issue of principle. Now, I believe the mayor promised that he wouldn't raise taxes above the rate of inflation. He did. Yes, he did. So then there's that whole question of the mayor having to renege on an election promise. And, you know, John Tory seems to, leave, seems to me like a man of integrity, and I think for him that will be the ultimate big decision. Okay, um, let's uh, take a call here. We've got Les in Toronto. Hello, Les. Hi, morning. How are you? Fine. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon is right. Yeah. Um, Libby, I agree with Bob. Uh, that's the way to do it, and, there's any, and it should be done sooner the better, because every year the damage to the, to the infrastructure of the roads increases, and you've got to get rid of it some way or other. We want a world-class city that moves people around. Not keep them stuck in gridlock. And and how would you feel about about getting an increase on your property taxes? I'd be delighted. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely delighted because that's the way to go. You know, you call nickel and dime and pennies here and pennies there. That's more painful to most people 
been doing a straight tie, a one-time stand for long-time game. Yeah, but you know that what the thing about the pennies here and the pennies there—it's—it's—it's it's, it's like that uh, three fifty a day you spend on your latte. You don't see it. You don't notice it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and until you tally it up at the end of the year, if you even bother to do that, that's that's why that happens. Well, I don't agree altogether with you. Uh, I think that we should actually it should be done once and for all, and within a year, everybody will have forgotten about it. Forgotten and about would, it, and we would be moving people around like we should be moving people around. Well, that's the other thing about uh, this transit agreement is that it's not going to be built in the timeline that that uh, our mayor promised. What do you think of that, Les? Well, you know what? <laughs> you know, so sometimes it's pie in the sky, but you've got to start somewhere. It's like a bit... This is the biggest business in Canada, the city of Toronto. And they've got to run it like a business, and you bite the bullet, and everybody is part and parcel, and stop complaining and just get it done. Okay. Thank you for that. Pleasure. Take okay. care, Libby. Okay. Uh, let's see if we have time for a few more before we take a break. We've got Sonny in Richmond Hill. Hi, Sonny. Sonny? How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, I concur totally with the previous two callers. Wow! Uh, come and live in Richmond Hill and see what the taxes are. Yep. And I feel that you have to pay taxes in order to sustain the infrastructure and everything. And, you know, I mean, I've been living here for over 30 years. And if I look at it, the waterfront, we've been debating the development of the waterfront. For more than 30 years. Yeah, I'm not sure that has to do with taxes, though. <laughs> no, it's got to do with taxes. Because we nickel and dime each other to such an extent. I don't live in Toronto. But I think that there's the, a the, disservice the done to the Torontonians in the sense that the politicians do not wish to do what the public wants. They do piecemeal small things to create the atmosphere or the understanding that they're doing something, but they are doing nothing because it does not further the progress of the city. I I listened to a a, a guest you had yesterday. He said the cost of, 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 of the expansion and closing of these roads and sideways and all these things is because of prosperity. I asked the question, show the ordinary Torontonian the prosperity that we are talking about. So we have to look at the functionality of the city and see if the city is functioning to its optimum. I look at John Tory. He's talking now about spending a a billion dollars on a park. And yet we have so many people that cannot get affordable accommodation. Yep. Okay, Sonny, you know, we're going to have to take a quick break. Thank you very much for your call. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. All right. Uh, We have to take a quick break. Um, You heard it here first. Today, all of our callers would be happy to see their taxes raised so that they don't have to pay all these little whatever revenue tools, non-tax tax, whatever it is that they may come up with. Uh, Julie Kwasinski from the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, thank you very much for that. You are most welcome, Libby. I really enjoyed the experience. Okay. Eye-opening. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.